Good morning, Boker Tov. It should be a good morning. We should hear only good things and good news today. We are on the 26th chapter. The final Midah. This formula of Rapinchas ben Yair. This ladder we've been climbing towards a better version of ourselves to live the most meaningful, the most purposeful, the most fulfilling life there is. The final Midah is the Midah of Kedusha. Please help yourself to coffee and donuts. Perak Chavav, chapter 26. Bebeir Midas HaKedusha, the quality of Kedusha, of holiness, of sanctity. The truth is that Kedusha, we have to first define exactly what this term means. What are we striving for? Because all too often we translate the word Kedusha using a term, a translation that's foreign to us and to our religion. And that is the term holiness. What is holiness? Holy belongs to others. What is holy? What does it mean to be holy? Kadosh, 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 you just said Kedusha in the Amida. Kedusha de Sidra, Valetzion, Kadosh, Kadosh. What is that aspiration? What is that ambition? What is that destination, the final rung on this ladder that we're climbing of Kedusha? And writes the Ramchal, Inyana Kedusha Kafalu. The idea of Kedusha is a twofold process. When it comes to this media, this character trait of Kedusha, we can make our effort. We can take our initiative, we can work, we can try, we can transform. But in the end of the day, it comes as a reward from the Ribbona Shalom. Tchilaso ishtadlus, make initiative. There are changes that we can make. We can strive not for happiness, but strive for holiness. Holiness is a mentality. Holiness is a attitude. Holiness are behaviors and practices and habits. Holiness is a filter and prism through which we understand and interpret the world, and we can. We can work on transforming, acquiring, behaving, looking, understanding, but in the end, whether we can truly live a life of transcendency, a life of holiness, that's a matana, that's a gift from Hashem. We are mekadesh ourselves. The less we are tied to, defined by, connected with, brought down, by the physical world, physical temptation, the physical definition and components of who we are, then the higher that we can soar. And yet, the Ramchal is addressing a very real reality, which is, we are physical. In the end of the day, our neshama might feel bound and confined and restricted by the guf, by the body that houses it, but the reality is that in this world, Kosh designed us to be a body that is the vehicle to house the instrument that houses the soul, the neshama. The Ramchal writes elsewhere in Derech Hashem, a neshama without a body has no bechira, there's no free will. The neshama, mamish, that neshama, that soul that is a unique expression, manifestation of Hashem in this world, it doesn't struggle with free will, with choice, because the neshama is an extension of Hashem, it just automatically does the right thing. That's what happens upstairs in the world, the olama emes. When the neshama, when the soul is housed by a body, and that body wants to sleep and stay in bed, the members of the Kola Boker were treated this morning, Rav Avram Shor Shlita spoke to us, gave us chizuk, spoke about what it means for the neshama, particular conquest to overcome the body's urge to stay in bed. The body has a million excuses of why it deserves to sleep a little later, hit the snooze button one more time. We turn it not only into a, uh, a heter, we turn it into a mitzvah. You need to sleep more. You'll have a better day. You'll work harder. You'll learn more later. It's not only okay, it's not only permissible. We turn it into a righteous deed. 
And the neshama equally has the ability. Asara Bateves, a couple weeks ago you fasted, so it's okay to eat it on a second dessert today because you're going to fast again uh, in the summer. So <laughs> we have this incredible ability. The body is the greatest salesman, the most persuasive uh, salesperson there is. So that body introduces free will to that soul. And the Baruch Hu designs the soul to be housed by the body to navigate this world and to have to make choices and hopefully make the right choices that result in elevating the soul and positioning the soul in the best place. As we spoke about the Rambam's metaphor, the world to come, are you up in the nosebleeds? Are you front row? Are you 50-yard line? Are you in the end zone? Are you out in the parking lot? Did not even make it into the property? Where is your seat in the next world is determined by the choices we make by that body in this world. At the end of the day, we are housed by a goof. We're housed by a body. And the holiest person, the one who achieves the greatest kedusha in this world, the one who lives angelically, as the Ramchal will describe in a moment, still has to sleep, still has to eat. Human being can't live without eating. We need nourishment, we need nutrition, we need hydration, we need sleep. We can't live. In fact, v'chai behem. We have an obligation to maintain, to preserve, to prolong our lives, to take good care of ourselves, to secure our health. So the guf is a reality, and we can't escape it. Yes, in the next world, our neshama will flourish, will fly free. The Hilliger of Nachman writes, of course, we don't, in contrast to others, we celebrate life. We celebrate life. Chalila, not death. But Rabbi Nachman writes that in the world to come, when his neshama will experience the neshika of Misa, when the soul will be extracted from the body, he can't wait to disrobe from the wardrobe that is the body. That is the body. The neshama, just like, you know, you can't wait at the end of the day, not you, because you get to dress however you want, but me. Rabbi now can dress however he wants, but me, I have to wear the tie, all the straight jacket all day, and the, the tie all the way up all day. And you can't wait. The last meeting is over. You're home for the night. It's a question I get every night. You're home for the night? What's your schedule? If, I, if you see me loosen the tie, take off the tie, it translates to I'm home for the night. Done for the night. Whatever time that might be. So Rabbi Nachman felt the goof, the body, is restrictive, constrictive. It's like wearing a tie. It just wants to disrobe. just wants to be able to put on pajamas, sweatpants, or put on, uh, what do the doctors wear? Scrubs. Scrubs, which is another word for pajamas. Just want to be able to put on pajamas. Rabbi Nachman said, I want to disrobe. So the reality is we have a goof, and it's not told the next world that the neshama can disrobe from that goof. So in the end, sofa matana, we can take the steps, we can express the initiative, we can do the ishtadlas. But sofa's mashamekachimo. So the result, the conclusion, the transformation is up to Hashem. That's what the Gemara Yoma Daf Lametes says. Other mekadesh atzmo maat mekadshim oso harbe melamata mekadshim oso melamala. Person who sanctifies himself a little down here is then sanctified profusely. Little gestures, little incremental growth, little effort. Delete that app from your phone. Shmir senayim. We're now in the period of Shovim, the beginning of Sefer Shmos. Shovim tas Shmos ve'erabo b'shalach Yisro meshbatim. This year, Truma Tetzava. And this is a day based on the Arizal, based on Apostolic and Navi. We express particular focus and emphasis and make a greater effort to preserve our Kedusha. We're living in a world more than ever. I think we spoke about this a few weeks ago. The world more than ever is inviting and urging and enticing that the only thing that matters is your happiness. 
Whatever makes you happy. All of marketing is your happy. Dress, act, behave, identify, orient, interact, choose. Everything's about your happiness. The definition of life is your happiness. But we live the mida, the pinnacle, the conclusion of this formula of the most righteous, virtuous life is not to live for happiness, but to live for holiness. Turns out when you live for holiness, you find happiness. And it turns out when you live for happiness, not only are you often living without holiness, you're often living very unhappy. It's not a coincidence, the world we live in, which more than any before, has a focus and an emphasis and tries to communicate an entitlement to be happy, is the most unhappy generation ever. The most unhappy. All the statistics, all the research, all the data, all the, all the addiction, all the treatment, all of the medication, all of the, is to respond that when you live for happiness, you end up very unhappy. When you live for holiness, you find a lot of, of happiness. Little incremental, little efforts, little Kabbalahs one takes upon themselves for a little more Kedusha. I can't eat that, I don't have to. Kedusha is different than Tahara. We spoke the Midah of Tahara, the Ramchal took us through that chapter. Tahara is to withdraw, to transcend, to escape, to avoid, to not engage the physical world. Kedusha is to engage it, but to elevate it. The Ramban, Kadesh Atzmacha b'mutarlach. It's not just avoiding that which is forbidden. It's not just living without. It's how to navigate and live with, but transform and elevate, and to be able to navigate this world with the greatest holiness. Atzma'at mekachimo so harbe. Milamata, down here, mekachimo so milamala. So you can't achieve this last midah on your own. It needs siyata deshmaya. We can only do what is within our power to do. In the end of the day, we're the goof. We gotta sleep, we gotta eat. We have, we have to procreate. We're entitled, the ksuba not only obligates us, entitles us to physical pleasures of intimacy, which in Yiddishkeit is a mitzvah. In other religions, they think holiness is to escape. We think holiness, kedushin, marriage, has a Torah obligation of ona of providing and experiencing the pleasure that goes with it. Not as a concession, but as a noble way of engaging and transforming and elevating this world. So we can do atzma ma'at, we do little incremental, Kurdish Borhu does the rest. We'll pick up with it Amir Tashem next time.